Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com here. It is Monday, August 12th. I am back from Toronto. I'm in Kentucky. So quick, I, I didn't even have time to put up my backdrop. I'm sure Jimmy Van will send me a WhatsApp message and complain about that. But hey, I spent three shows with Jimmy Van this week. You all got to check them out. Those were a great dynamic. It was a lot different. It was a lot fun. And uh, you all are going to have just so much content coming your way on Fightful.com. I did 22 interviews on for Fightful.com this week. Um, just an insane amount of content. Kofi Kingston is already up. YouTube.com slash Fightful. Becky Lynch will go up soon. But hey, if you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com, I'm giving all of our subscribers a taste of what you get on Tier 2 because all my WWE interviews, I'm going to put those up early for all Fightful Select subscribers Head over to FightfulSelect.com, give it a little clickety-clack, give it a little subscription. But we're joined by Alex Pawlowski, who I haven't been able to talk to since last Tuesday. Alex, a, a lot has happened. Yes, uh, that, that would be an understatement. Yeah, a lot a lot has happened. Uh, it was it was nice to have a, a full-on uh, double pay-per-view weekend where I wasn't on the hook for podcasts, where I could just like watch at my own pace and like I completely missed takeover on the night it, it happened because the my my daughter's birthday party went late and then I was like I'll watch it tonight and I was sure. so tired I just passed out I watched it the next morning and somehow missed all the spoilers yeah so I got to actually see it and had no idea what happened it was a lot of fun to watch uh that as well and but SummerSlam really exceeded all my expectations as well and like it had one of my favorite wrestling moments of all time in it. So I want to talk a little bit more about these interviews I did, Alex. I did about 21-22. Arguably the lowest profile as far as like, I don't want to say name value because the interview was very good and very insightful. But the person that I interviewed that probably the least amount of people would know was a guy named Sebastian Swab. Does that name ring a bell, Alex? Uh, it I've should. Heard it. I, I've heard it, but I don't... You heard it tonight on Monday Night Raw. Nice. Because he got crushed by the War Raiders. <laughs> oh, good. He, he was one of the little men. <laughs> yes. Uh, he is the founder of Smash Wrestling, and it was an awesome interview. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Uh, he's a very soft-spoken guy, but I got to talk to him about how all of these television shows are changing the landscape of mm. independent wrestling and and how that affects him and all this stuff. And uh, there's a lot of cool stuff uh, coming out of that interview I keep I've kept saying it. RJ City is maybe my best interview ever, and we I don't think we talked about wrestling. We had Allison Kay and Jordan Grace in studio. Those will be out soon. But hey, if you all want to do some question asking, donate a super chat. We will read your question or your statement on the air, any amount. It really helps pay our podcasters, our writers, all that stuff. I want to welcome welcome Robert D. Felice to our team. He'll be joining this weekend. You're probably going to see him on some podcasts in the future as well. But hey, also. Maybe you just want to spend $5 and ask all the questions you want instead of donating Super Chats. Well, you're in luck. 
because this week I'm recording a Q&A show over on FightfulSelect.com. I do those twice a month. Go check that out. But we do have Raw to talk about. But I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a little bit of a break, Alex. Yeah? I want you to talk about Bray Wyatt. Because we didn't get to hear you talk about Bray Wyatt. And yeah. let's be honest, you have the reputation for being a little bit negative. And, <laughs> and I, don't, I don't get the feeling you're going to be negative about uh, Bray Wyatt. And I, I just want to I, I hear you be happy. Yeah, yeah. Um, hap, happy doesn't begin to describe it, man. Like, I've been, I've been in Bray's corner for a, since the beginning. And even through the bad times. And there were times where I was really, really angry at the way he was booked and the, and the stuff they had him do. Like, he kidnapped Undertaker and Kane. And, like, that was really cool. But then they just showed up the next week. Like, I guess they got out of the basement they were being held in. I don't know. Like, he had Undertaker's lightning powers for, like, five minutes and then lost them. And then he, he his whole big deal, like, here's how I'm going to beat Randy Orton. I'm going to put projector worms in the in the ring like that was his big idea but that wasn't him you could tell like that was like what they thought he should be this is a labor of love this is the thing that he's always wanted to do it feels like last night i was thinking to myself what are they going to do for the fiend's entrance how's it going to be is it going to be like the lights out that sound he just shows up in the ring what's it going to be and uh, it could there's i mean listen when the fiend shows up carrying old Bray Wyatt's severed head fashioned into a lantern, all bets are off. Yeah. All bets are off. Now, like, as, I, as I've said, you know what? Listen, anything goes now. We are living in a post-fiend world, all of us. Anything goes, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see whatever happens. <clears throat> I'll just get out of the way now. He doesn't show up on Raw tonight. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in seeing what that means if he shows up on, on SmackDown. Maybe he's... Maybe he's facing a purely SmackDown dude in his next feud. Maybe he goes away for a couple of weeks, and it, it's it's a surprise whenever he shows up. Like that that whole like the rolling blackout and that sound before he shows up in the ring to like murder somebody. Like that should be an absolute shock whenever it happens. And if we get if he's got to take a month off in between those two things, that's fine. This isn't Brock Lesnar where we're like, hey, how dare he not show up for work? This is a character. Who is who is just the manifestation of horror? Like I, I I'm I'm so excited to see where this goes. I've pitched ideas for where for for all other kinds of things that we can be. But honestly, I'm just along for the ride. We all are. This is one of the most inspiring, inspired things I've seen in pro wrestling in a really long time. And let's not kid ourselves. There have been a great number of opportunities for WWE yep. and Bray Wyatt. Yep. Uh, this is the latest reboot, and dare I say it's the best reboot that they've had. It's the best yes. version of him. Oh, I sure, think it's the best sure. since since the original, and maybe better. But uh, it is it is sort of hard to recapture that that the first time you ever see the character like that. But yeah. but this they they've done so well with it. Last night when that music hit, Alex, and it was a cover oh version. Yeah, that man. That they got to put that thing that that <laughs> that new theme. Up on the WWE uh, theme music YouTube channel because I'm just gonna listen to that that thing in a, on a loop. That was that was ju- it's, it's so creepy and like again, man, he carries his own head as a lantern. Like like uh, like oh, it's so Alex, amazing. I carried my own head all around the studio this week. Haven't That's you seen true. it? That's true. I What's so about special that? about that? Well, was it a lantern? I, no. I feel like I could put a light in there. Uh, it was latex, and I did have an allergic reaction. That much I'll tell you. You need to get one of those sheepskin. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I'll just go without because it feels a lot better. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to share this other story, uh, although it's somewhat related. <laughs> DJ the Kid, thank you for the super chat. He says, glad King of the Ring is coming back. Who would you have winning? So let's go ahead and talk about this. King of the Ring making a return. I think this is a good thing. Uh, I know it's just a an impromptu thing that Vince McMahon probably said, Harley Race died. God damn it, pal. He was the king. King of the Ring. I mean, it, it's either that or, I mean, it, I don't know if it could be a, a Paul Heyman idea to like, 
get more guys on TV and exposure because all of them are people who haven't been at that mountaintop yet. I mean, if, if the if the prize is still you you get a you get a title shot uh, out of it, maybe like whoever comes out of it can can have that. As you said, like King of the Ring can make somebody or rehab somebody in a single night. Now they did say at some point in the night that the King of the Ring tournament starts next week on on Raw. I don't know if it then continues with the SmackDown okay. guys on SmackDown I hope. and then the finals or the week after. I don't know if, I don't know what's going on. Listen, the King of the Ring, I love tournaments. Love tournaments. Single edition tournaments in, in wrestling, it's my jam. I'm very excited to see uh the the full slate of who's who's up. They showed I believe all of them and like I think I I picked out a few guys they they confirmed it was Drew and Cedric in it. Uh looks like Ali's going to be in it, Apollo Crews, Joe Cesaro, Sami Zayn, a few others. But I mean, like that's a great, great group group of guys to have matches against each other to see, you know, who's I mean, I hope it's not one of those things like the prize is really you get to wear a prop crown and robe and carry a scepter. I hope that the the, the prize isn't you get King Barrett's gimmick for the rest of the of the year. I hope it's an actual thing that we're doing and I'm I'm very, very excited to see all those matches and uh, and who they decide to push with uh, with the victories. Yeah, I love the King of the Ring concept. I hope it is drawn out. I hope yeah. we get four matches next week on Raw, yeah. uh, four matches next week on SmackDown. I hope it's a 16-man tournament. That's and what they then said, I hope yep. every week we get a round. Yeah. Because that 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 is the simplest way. Yeah. If, if you don't have confidence in your creative... Or whether you do, regardless. It's easy, Alex. It's easy to just put that on there and say, all right, immediate stakes, let's make somebody, uh, let's make something happen. Uh, and somebody, I had somebody tweet me and say, okay, I'm not that familiar with the King of the Ring. Is this for a title shot? And I'm like, well, it's... It used know, to be. One time it was. One yeah. time it was for Brock, but other times it was to reestablish a wrestler. Some, it was to break them off into a singles wrestler. Some, it was to start a big push. Some, it was to just make them relevant and give them a gimmick. Like, the, it's a versatile tournament. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there it used to be, I, I feel like the, the standard was, it used to be, that was the June pay-per-view where every, the whole tournament happened in one night, and the winner of the tournament in the June pay-per-view got a title shot at the WWE, WWF title at SummerSlam. That was like something they happened with like King Mabel, I remember, and other things like that. So it, it's been used in different ways, but that was, I think, how, how it started. It was like uh, a summertime Royal Rumble thing to figure out who was going to be the title contender uh, for SummerSlam. And I, I think that was interesting. It doesn't have to be that way. You could easily have this whole thing stretch out long enough that the finals are at the September pay-per-view, whatever that is, Hell in a Cell. Or you could have the finals be along the way, and that's set up who's facing Kofi or whatever at Summers at, at Hell in a Cell in September. There's a lot of things. There's all kinds of variables. But I'm just happy King of the Ring is back, man. Me too. I love it. I think it's a good idea. Uh, I'm all about it. I have a bit of a challenge for our uh, for our viewership. If we get to 300 thumbs up on this video and maybe a couple others, but we'll start with this one. I will release the retro review that myself and Warren Hayes are doing for the pilot episode of SmackDown Live free on Fightful.com. We had originally filmed it for Fightful Select, but if we get 300 or 300 thumbs up on this video, uh, possibly by, within, by, by next week's Raw, then uh, we will release that free to the public. So uh, leave that thumbs up. It really helps us. A reminder, donate a super chat. Get your question or comment read on the air. Hannah Moore says, if Shane wins King of the Ring, I quit WWE. (laughs) (laughs) That would be an ultimate Uh, troll job. Uh, Also, big thanks to Hannah and our other mods who uh, really did a great job this week on uh, SummerSlam weekend because I'm, I'm able to keep my eye on the chat, but when I'm there in studio, it's impossible for me to do anything as well. Rob Wilkins says, we get Sasha and no Rusev. Uh, yeah, Rusev asked for some time off, so he's taking time off. But Seth yeah. Rollins comes out to kick off Raw, cuts a promo about battling obstacles and slaying the beast. Yeah. 
Whatever. Uh, this is more of a prediction than anything. I can't see Seth Rollins staying over without any type of edge. And Sami Zayn even brought it up in a promo backstage. Yeah. I thought he was spot on, Alex, where he said he used to be the architect of the Shield. And, mm-hmm. I mean, prior to Sunday night, the most contact Edge had had in a ring over the last eight years was Seth Rollins kind of holding his foot on his neck to yep. some degree. That's the the Seth Rollins we knew, and now the Seth Rollins is getting the biggest push of his career is neutered, I would say. Yeah. The Seth Rollins right now is like, um, hey, guys, I would just really love it if you would cheer for me because that really helps me out and helps me win matches. He is playing the character that I play in my feud with Melissa on Wednesday's List and Your Boy, <laughs> where I pretend to be so humble that it's condescending and it yeah. doesn't come across well. No, it's, it's weird. Like, I mean, all, I mean, like there was, I'm glad he won. Like I'm, I'm glad he won, but on honestly, like, like who knows where we, where, where this goes from here, but his reign can't be long. If the reign is all golly gosh, gee whiz guys, thanks for cheering for me so loud during the match. Otherwise I might not have won. Like that, <laughs> that, that can't be it, right? Like that that can't be all there is to it. Um because uh, he he can be spectacular as a as an in-ring performer. Um but like if if it's just like um if this if the if the whole thing is you'd rather see me be the champion than the guy I'm facing, like that that can't be it. We got to like give us reasons <laughs> to love you, not like hate the other guy like passively like gosh i really can't stand that brock is champion i hope seth wins that can't be the major motivation for people rooting for you yeah aj styles comes out with the oc and says that he wants to prove he's a better champion than rollins rollins says he doesn't respect aj anymore but he'll teach him a lesson tonight anyway yeah sure like the the thing is that there that i like that they did bring it up uh later in the night but I was like, didn't we just have this feud? Yeah. Didn't we just have the whole thing about how, like, Seth Rollins, when he was a kid, uh, fought AJ Styles and earned his respect, and now it's years later, and, like, we just had this thing. And we did. It was in May. It was running the bank. And it was, it was fine. It was good. But I feel like running it back isn't the right thing to do. But I do love that they are placing AJ and, by extension, the entire Orange County um, on the same level as Seth. So we have, like, there are two basically equal champions. At least that's how they view themselves. Yeah. Like, at least AJ says, listen, my, my belt's the one to have uh, because I've got it. Like, I, th- I feel like that's, um, that's, that's cool, you know? Like, th- th- you can actually really use, use two major, uh, major competitors having the belt at the same time on your flagship show. Guys, keep your eyes peeled on Fightful. We got features from Joe Holbert. He did a lot last week, too. Check those out. Jeremy Lambert has one coming up. And, of course, we got lots of exclusives up there. Uh, Carlos Toro has the Fightful Boxing newsletter dropping this week. So uh, show some support to those guys as well. Steve Austin does a Skype interview about Seth Rollins and promotes his show. Andrew Thompson (laughs) had uh, posted something. I think in the group chat about how the fiend should show up and unhook Steve Austin's modem. (laughs) And I had told him, I was like, he already ran that gimmick, the audio visual expert. That's true. And I said that he could do that and he'll be the troubleshooter Bray Wyatt because when he plugs it back in, Austin's connection will be way better than it was before. So I'm ready for that. But this was nothing. This was pointless. No, it was a, a, a shameless, shameless plug for Steve Austin's USA show, and that's fine. Like later, like it was so obvious because they had such a close up of of Michael Cole when he's like, "So let's talk about your new show." I hear it's um, it's, it's Steve Austin. It's it's you, your the whatever your thing, their stories, and a hell of a good time is what I'm reading off of this card right here in front of me says Michael Cole like come on guys at least at least figure out a way to put it an eye view of the camera so it doesn't look like he's like reading off of notes about the show he's plugging 
I agree. It was a shameless plug. And, I mean, to be fair, you don't want to be ashamed of your plug, Alex. No, you don't. No. You, you don't want someone to hear or experience your pug mm. and you to feel shame as a result. I, I guess you could say, Alex, you don't want a one-star plug. You definitely don't want a half-a-star plug. Am I no. right? No, 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 no. You want a five-star plug. At least, you know, four and a quarter. Well, no, I think you should only settle for a five-star plug. All and right. fortunately, our friends at Five Star Painting can help you out. They're a neighborly company. They're looking for new owners to join their growing company. This could be the perfect opportunity for you if you're driven, if you have the heartbeat of an entrepreneur, and if you're interested in running your own business. Text 5STARBIZ to 87000. That's 5STARBIZ. Just spell that out. F-I-V-E-S-T-A-R-B-I-Z to learn more. Choosing to start your business with 5STAR Painting means setting yourself up for success by surrounding yourself with the best in business and the best at business. With Five Star Painting, you'll be your own boss, pick your own territory, hours, and live a better quality of life, running a business that you can be proud of. No shameful plugs. You'll be, every time you talk about Five Star Painting, you'll be talking about your Five Star Plug, if you know what I'm saying. You'll get access to the best resources to help you scale your landscape business to meet your personal and professional goals because they're a part of the Neighborly family. Neighborly has empowered more than 3,700 entrepreneurs to achieve their dreams and goals through local business ownership. Every year, nearly 1 million customers use Neighborly and their 22 award-winning brands, including Glass Doctor, Mr. Rooter, Molly Maid, and a lot more. I'll tell you what, guys... uh, I wouldn't call myself a business owner. Jimmy Van owns this business, but I get to manage the website. Uh, I make hours for myself, and I make long hours, and that's how I like it. You don't always have that ability. You don't get to control your own destiny uh, at a lot of these places, and five-star painting and neighborly allow you to do that. That's five-star biz to 87000, and I hope you all enjoyed that five-star plug. So, Alex, uh, there was some hit or miss wrestling on this show tonight, but um, I'm interested in your Sami Zayn take, or your Sami Zayn Samoa Joe take, because I I did like how they set this match up. Sami Zayn is backstage just complaining, and and rightfully so. He had a good point about how everyone is manufactured, and the Street Profits are like, even Samoa Joe? And Joe is standing there. I thought yeah. that was a great way to set up the match, Alex. Uh, a couple things. Uh, first, uh, Street Profits won on Saturday, uh, sticking around NXT at least for a while, though we saw what happened with the War Raiders. Maybe just, like, give up the tag titles and, you know, just, ah, sorry, bye. Maybe they do that. I don't know. But um, I, I will say uh, this was – tonight's was the best use of them so far. It felt like they actually got a chance to write more of their own stuff. It was actually funny. Uh, they, they playing into real roles now and just not like reading a news report about what we just saw. So that's yeah. good. Um, them, I, as, I like, them as like backstage raw anchors would be hilarious. Yeah. Um, uh, this was, this was good. I, yes. And Sami Zayn uh, being like, listen, like guys, you should just stay in NXT. Cause when you come up here, yeah. it's, it gets really bad, really fast. And the longer you're up here, the more your soul gets sucked out through your eyes and I'm like, Sammy, you're not telling lies. Yeah. You know? So Sammy got choked out pretty much immediately. Now, the, the hilarity in all this, Alex, was that he says that basically everyone's been manufactured and neutered, like we referred to as Seth Rollins. Joe then gets a monster babyface reaction and yep. then has to cut a heel promo right after yep. that, yep. completely reinforcing the point that Sammy Zayn had just made. And yep. I hope that Sammy Zayn comes out next week and says that. Yes. Yeah. He says, Joe, don't you understand? Like, listen, I don't, I hate you, but these people wanted to love you last week, and you come out here, and where are you? You're back to square one. Like, I mean, that's that's honestly true. Like, like, when was the last time Samoa Joe got to, like, I mean, I guess he beat 
Rey Mysterio that one time real quick. But we saw what happened to Rey Mysterio later tonight. But I mean, like, like the the point where the people were like cheering for him. Like we had Samoa Joe from last week or whenever it was with the car incident, um, where he was like showed humanity, which as a heel you're not allowed to do. Um, I love the idea of Samoa Joe as monster tweener, like effing up everybody's Christmas, no matter what allegiance they have. I think that's a cool idea. I was really into that. And all of a sudden he's like, no, just kidding. I hate everybody, especially all you people. people." Like he even hit the all you people. Pinch poke, yo me a coke. It's just so, so bad. Like you could you could do so much more with this guy than just have him be like mid card guy who talks a big game and then loses every match that means anything. So speaking of talks a big game, I interviewed him this week and it's up on Fightful Select, but he straight up told me Vince did not want to hire me. And when I was like, Well, he seemed to take take to you pretty well, uh Joe said, Well, I figured that he thought that if he already bought it, he might as well use it. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Uh, some of the super chats. IG the King says, Buddy Murphy versus Roman Reigns. Alex still gets mad. Um, you're, I, I, I told Alex off the air immediately last week. I was like, I am putting up a video titled Epic Triggered Rant. And it did do numbers. It did fantastic <laughs> numbers. It, uh, it was really good. It did great numbers for us. But yeah. Buddy I'm- got attacked by Rowan last night. What would you think? Um, well, this was interesting because it, 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 Rowan doesn't admit guilt during it. He just says, keep my name out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. It allows Buddy to be kind of like in the crosshairs of both sides, which is interesting because you don't know where exactly where he stands. Um, I like that he blames Ro- Roman Reigns for the whole thing. And again, we'll talk about the Cedric-Drew match when we get to it. But I'm, I'm all for... Um, Buddy Murphy having matches like the match he had with Apollo Crews he was doing really well he looked great in that match up until he was attacked Rowan's a giant dude who blindsided him that beatdown was justified now we actually get to see him have his very first match on Smackdown and it's against Roman Reigns like unless he's squashed in a minute flat which let's be honest is a possibility if he actually gets to show half as much as Cedric did tonight when he when he faces Roman tomorrow, that's the beginning of a star-making turn for Buddy Murphy. And I'm, I'm hoping that they give him at least five minutes to go toe-to-toe with Roman and get some offense in because he's spectacular. People were, people were coming out of their seats last night on the damn pre-show. Like, he's doing amazing stuff. Let him do it. Let him be as good in the ring as Cedric was allowed to be tonight, and we'll see what happens. Miz comes out, followed by Ziggler. Ziggler is not dressed to compete, calls Miz a coward for doing what he did with Goldberg. Ziggler is not medically cleared, so no match for the Miz. But then he attacks him, and we do get the match. He's in street clothes, but this is a quick one. Miz gets knees in the corner, goes after the yes kicks. I love the code breaker that Miz did to the leg of Ziggler. There were a lot of innovative moves on tonight's Raw, which we'll we'll kind uh, kind of go at on this show, but... Miz taps out Ziggler with a figure four. And Ziggler fought it a while. And hey, I figure if they're going to have Ziggler lose like this, why not? Why not? Ziggler got his ass whipped by Goldberg last night. So you have that built in that he can take it. I love this Ziggler gimmick. This is the funniest I've ever seen Ziggler. If this is his comedy show, sign me up. (laughs) If people just show up and kick his ass and it's an hour of him calling them out again, I'm all for it. Because Miz showed back up and hit a skull-crushing finale. I mean, uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna show m- my my nerdiness with this reference, but if his new gimmick is just the Black Knight from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Like he actually brought out a line from me. He's like, "This is just a flesh wound." Yes. Like like if that's it, like if he gets his ass kicked but refuses to to realize he got his ass kicked, that could be fun. But this, but this I show mean, we're con- never supposed to take him seriously again, right? This like, show felt a little bit like like a late 90s Raw for me in that a lot of people got on the show whether they had something going on or not. Like that, that like with Bobby Roode getting on this show and Miz, what does Miz ever really have going on these days? He's, he's a Miz TV host. I almost forget that he's a wrestler. Yeah. Um, 
Ricochet and Elias did not need to be on this show based on the way that this went. Holy crap. I didn't no. think I would ever say that there was a bad Ricochet match, but this was. Elias is in the ring, and Graves pleads for the, uh, the audience to not change the channel. Mm. Elias counts down to whoever's going to interrupt him. I like that he knows this in story. He has to by now. It's been a year of and course. a half. No, yeah, yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, but, I like uh, that a lot. The crowd is happy about the lack of interruption. Then Ricochet interrupts. These two were not on the same page. This was bad. One of the worst-looking running head scissors you'll ever see. Weird. Uh, yeah. a, a couple of good spots. Ricochet missed a somersault, so tope suicida, and a, took a great back body drop. Landed a good hook kick. But Ricochet pinned Elias with Elias' shoulder up. Uh, and here I am. I was thinking, like, mid, like deep into Raw, I'm like, oh, there haven't been hardly any SmackDown guys. Now that I reread this show, I'm like, there were a ton. Ziggy, yeah, but- <laughs> Elias, Andrade, there were a ton. Uh, is yep. Zayn on SmackDown? I don't know. I can't remember anymore. No, Zayn, Zayn's on Raw and Owens is on SmackDown. Damn. Yeah. Damn. Uh, this just wasn't good. No, I mean, it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't great. Uh, the the spots you mentioned though were very very good. Like Ricochet takes a back body drop uh, as good as AJ Styles, and that's a compliment. Yeah. Like that's a, that's a hell. A lot of guys won't even take that move because they, they don't know how to control I it. Sure, shit, don't. Yeah, and that. But he took that really well. I, I so, legit I, I legit talked my wife into taking that move on a track mat. <laughs> <laughs> I had to show somebody how to do one. Oh, and, wow. Uh, we just happened to be near uh, a track, and I was like, well, I can't show you, like, on the grass. No. I'll have to show you on the, like, on the track mat. And yeah. after she did it, I was like, well, I'm glad you did it, because I don't take that move. <laughs> it's, it's, not worth the, it's a risk, not worth the reward, is what a lot of wrestlers tell me when I ask them. But uh, the same could be said, surprisingly... For Andrade versus Rey Mysterio. I, we didn't need this match. No, I mean, obviously it seems to be furthering something with a storyline about Rey. Which I'm willing to let play out. It's Rey Mysterio. He's earned the benefit of the doubt over a very long career. For me to see where they're going with this. Um, I was certainly surprised that it was uh, the f- first fall was so quick. And then he lost the second second fall too. But that's the point. You're supposed to be surprised. Ray is surprised. Where do we go from here? That's the question. Where does Ray go from here? That's the question he has for himself. So we'll see where he goes from here. But, um, yeah, this was not at all near the best match they've had since since Andre's, uh, Andrade's been called up and Ray's been back. <clears throat> I don't know. We didn't need it at all except for the fact that we did for this storyline. But if you're going to do it, then at least do the match good. You know? Eh. So, uh, immediately Ray gets tripped and pinned. This is a two out of three falls match. Pinned by Andrade with his feet on the ropes and Zelina's help. Uh, the highlight of this match was Ray doing a diving Hurricane Rana from the top rope to the apron to the outside. Uh, Andrade's elbow was good. But there is a big nasty botch on whatever Ray was going for. We're going to call it the what the fuck were you thinking driver. Because that was bad. (laughs) Was bad. Knees up on a race splash, and Andrade wins with a hammerlock DDT. Do you want a little Buddy Murphy scoop-ski out of my interview with him? Yeah, please. I, I was asking him, you know, I've, I've got a thing for finding out how finishers are developed and all that stuff. I've got a series, Making a Finisher. Type it into our search bar on, on Fightful or YouTube. I've got tons of cool stories from, like, Raven and, and people like that about how they develop their finishers. He told me that originally he was considering doing a hammerlock DDT for a finish, and then Andrade started to use it, and he told me that he's got like five or six more moves that haven't come out yet, that he's just kind of saving for special moments, special times, maybe when he needs to freshen things up. But uh, he had like seven or eight, and one of those was Murphy's Law, one of them was a hammerlock DDT, and then Andrade took it before him. Hmm, interesting. Ray pretty upset about losing the match backstage, and the Street Profits narrate it. This, like, if you would have told me that WWE had what I would consider two matches that weren't good, or even up to par back to back, 
I'd be like, really? Nah, I probably don't believe that. Especially if they involve Ricochet, Andrade, and Rey Mysterio. But this was a rough patch. But that completely changed with yeah. Drew McIntyre and Cedric Alexander, Alex. Holy yeah, crap. This, this, was, this was so good, and I'm so happy for Cedric. And again, this is one of those times where, yeah, you know what? The wins and losses don't matter at this particular point in this feud. Like, this this thing, like, you have Cedric Alexander. Uh, traditionally, the little guys um, aren't allowed to fight to fight the big guys. Um, and uh, they're certainly not allowed to push them to the absolute limit. And Cedric nailed some amazing stuff. He, he showed a lot of his power off. They, they did a really great job, um, uh, to their credit, on commentary of pointing out that Cedric is so hard to scout because he's just everywhere at once. And, like, Drew doesn't fight dudes that size. He fights Roman. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't fight these guys who are all over the place. But, to Drew's credit, he's out there taking Spanish flies off the top rope. Like, yeah. he's a like he's a cruiserweight himself. I mean, this, this is just really, really, really great use of both guys using all of their arsenal and brand new stuff, gosh, I, I, I cannot say enough about how much I love this match. Zachary Schimmel says, was looking at the select Patreon, any chance for a smaller reward for hitting 300? Uh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to change something uh, with the, the subscriber goals and stuff like that. I've got some stuff in the works that we're going to do with that, Zachary Schimmel. Also, Zach, I want to personally thank you for being like one of our most dedicated uh, subscribers, followers, uh, contributors, that really helps. Lee Lewis sends a super chat. SRS, what did the man smell like? Uh, not desperation like you, buddy. Thanks for the money. <laughs> um, thermostat mine. If you want to give stiff chair shots, try bluehair.com. Rob Wilkins says, I'll be at Raw next week. King of the Ring. King Andrade, my choice. Not a bad choice. Uh, no. Yeah. Julian Weeks uh, kind of has one for you, Alex. Says, AJ was a face then, though, Alex. No club. Yeah, but, I mean, we did just see it. I'm with you, Alex. I, I mean, I don't I don't know, like, the th- to, to AJ's credit, like, um, uh, AJ, face AJ, and heel AJ, they do the same moves, but with a different, with a, with a different spin on them, let's say, uh, different, like, motivations behind them. Uh, it, it's not like, you know, um, uh, AJ as a heel isn't allowed to come off the top rope anymore. Like, that's not what they do. So at, at least, you know, it's it's the same. I mean, the thing is, I look at them and I go, I just saw them wrestle. I know it was a, a, a face AJ at the time, but it's, you know, it's a, it's a different thing. And for, thankfully, by the end of the night, it looks like that was a one-off, one-time, you know, seems like uh, possibly a one-off, one-night deal and they're moving on to something else for both people. Yeah, uh, it seems that way. Uh, Cedric and, and Drew, let's go back to the match. Yeah. Whoo boy. Uh, so Cedric slips and is stuck on the top rope, and Drew capitalizes with a crucifix buckle bomb. Now, Alex, one of the things that I like so much about pro wrestling is the opportunity to innovate. Yeah. And after so long, you wonder how much new cool stuff can you do. I, when I was a youngster... I used to think of new wrestling moves to do. I'd try them on the figures, and then when I got older and I would train, I'd have to find willing participants to like try out those moves <laughs> and all that stuff. That That is a big part of that making a finisher series. I'm like, who did you all try this on first? Who did you test it on first? We saw a lot of different moves. Not all of them are things that are just unbelievable. Like I mentioned, the, the Miz, like the little code breaker to the leg. It's just different. Right. I like yeah. it. It set up the figure four. The, the crucifix buckle bomb. I love that. Uh, Drew doing that superplex that he always does where he throws people around. Cool. Cedric's spinning DDT out of mm-hmm. like looking like he was going for a Destino and then going yeah. into the DDT. All about it, Alex. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, is uh, Cedric was always one of the bigger dudes on 205 Live. Yeah. So he, he, doesn't, he, wouldn't, he wasn't working with guys who could... Who could um, brace for that for those kind of things so could, you know and 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 working with working with with drew who's apparently totally willing to put this guy over in all in all kinds of ways to, to make him look great that was so good and yeah you're 
this is a damn running outsider's edge or razor's edge to the buckles. Like that's awesome. How does nobody like, use? So cool. How does nobody use the basic move as a finish? Yeah, I, I, I honestly, I don't know. It's such a perfect finish, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it doesn't stop there. Drew does the old gunslinger, which uh, yeah. was was a move that kind of Billy Gunn kind of innovated in WWE. It's the swinging rock bottom, but yeah. Drew McIntyre sits out with it, and it looks really good. And he did it from the Sit. second rope. He took it from the second rope. Like it's nuts. Amazing. Like, so I, good. The thing is, I do I disagree with a lot of the things that Drew says about how hard other people work. Yeah, I do. But I, I've often said that I've not spoken to anybody more dedicated and passionate about wrestling than him. And I mean that. The man is incredibly passionate about wrestling. And and it shines through when he speaks. And I also interviewed him this week, Alex. Anyway, oh. uh, Alexander does a lumbar check on the floor, which I thought he... It was great that he sold it. Amazing yep. that he sold it. Because he landed on the floor... And a 250-something pound man was on top of him. So he had to do it. It's his instinct, but it hurt him too. I thought that was great, Alex. So good, man. And again, to his credit, that that dude's a hell of a lot bigger than Mustafa Ali to get him up for the lumbar check. And uh, Drew sold it great too. Like he, he took that move and it made it look like it really hurt. I mean, this is this was a this was a great great TV match. Like if they if they had, if they had put this match on sometime in the middle of SummerSlam, and they said this is your pay per view match, this is your blow off to this feud or whatever, um, this little rivalry, this would not have been out of place. This would have yeah. been one of the best matches on the card last night. So I don't talk about my match ratings a lot on this show because that's completely subjective, and I don't want to muddy this show up with that, but. I post them uh, on Select Live every night, but I post them on Fightful the following morning. And basically, the way that I do it, every match starts at a five and it either slides up or down. It's to me a recommended match would land at six out of ten, and anything above that, like you get the seven or something, I'm like, yeah, you should really go out of your way to watch this. This landed at a seven for me. If it was a little bit longer, I don't think it would have had any trouble hitting like eight. That doesn't happen a lot on Raw. Like, landing in the six territory for me is pretty common, but most of them are, like, five-ish, and I'm like, okay, you could miss it. You could watch the YouTube. You need to go watch this match. You need to see Drew McIntyre taking a Spanish fly. You need to see Drew doing that Claymore. This was really good stuff. Corey Cropper, also known as Nikita Krylov fan. Uh, You all can see him on a Royal Rumble 1995 watch-along here on Fightful, Uh, but... He sends a super chat and says, Raw was fun. The post show was fun. Go Bulls. He's one of legitimately my best friend from home who I bully on this podcast calling him a notorious cheapskate. And he has spent 10 entire dollars over the last two nights. Wow. I got to cut that out. I got to stop picking on Corey. And I'm hoping next year when I move to Lexington, I can get him to do some uh, live post shows and live content with me. Katie Jardine sends a super chat and says, Big fan from Atlantic, Canada. Thanks for tweeting me today, Sean. Love my Fightful sticker. I try to tweet as many people as I can. I get 30,000 of those some bitches a month, but uh, I'm glad you like your Fightful sticker, Katie, because I don't own one for some reason. <laughs> I was in the offices where all of Jimmy's developers are, and I see like these cool Fightful stickers on their, their monitor, and I'm thinking, where the hell did you get that? I don't even have one. Thanks. Julian Weeks says... If not AJ, where do you go with Seth? AJ is uh, the only top guy that he hasn't had multiple matches with. Au contraire, Alex. We will talk about that at the end of the show, Julian. Yep. Um, but don't, don't think that we're forgetting your question. I just want to save it for the main event. The yeah. meaty thickness of this podcast. <laughs> Zach Schimmel says, uh, going to miss Alex on WWE show podcast. Look forward to AEW. I get the feeling Alex also looks forward to AEW. <laughs> I do. I do. Although tonight, like if this is the, the new trend of what mm-hmm. raw is going to be, I'm going to miss talking about this. Every yeah. Week. Well, the revival versus Lucha house party didn't really happen. Uh, this, this is kind of what I mean about how the late nineties raw got everybody involved. Uh, Becky Lynch had done an interview before this where she showed respect to Natalia, but said she's coming for everyone that wronged her. 
Uh, the work is solid here in this tag match, but then R-Truth and Carmella run out, who I also interviewed this week. Uh, as does Drake Maverick and the usual suspect. But then the Revival win the 24-7 title with a heart attack. Yes. Raining down accolades, Alex. Now, uh, uh, a couple things. First, uh, Carmella tripping Drake Maverick as he sprints down the ramp. Hilarious. Yes. Uh, then, the Revival double-pinning R-Truth after a heart attack in Canada and becoming the first ever co-24-7 uh, champions. And I was like... This is brilliant. I, I could write you two months' worth of stuff on Raw of the Revival as co-champions, <laughs> saving each other, breaking up pinfalls in the back, all kinds of stuff. Like, carrying one, one of the belts they're carrying is a fake, and if you pin the guy who's holding that belt, it doesn't work. They're all this stuff. And by the time I was, like, done thinking of three things, <laughs> they weren't champs anymore. And I was like, I you know it. what? It's, it's probably best. The, the revival as co-24-7 champions is definitely a storyline that they would not know how to write. So I'm glad that it's just one and done and move on. As sad as I am that you're sad because you are my friend, Alex, legitimately, I consider you a friend. Your misery is my wonderful podcast fodder. <laughs> it's true. It is true. It is true. And your misery relates or results in at least... 2,000 additional views on the sure, video sure. here and there. Misery so, does love company. So. Yes. A Salida Del Sol hits, but Carmella puts our truth on top for the win. Uh, Elias cracks truth with a chair and wins a ti- or with a guitar backstage and mm-hmm. wins the title. So that means I have to wait until our truth wins the title back before I release his interview on YouTube. That way it's timely again. <laughs> so I got to pick and choose because me yeah. and Jimmy were having this back and forth. He's like, release all of them, like one a day. And I'm like, Jimmy, no, I asked Evergreen questions. That way we didn't flood and we could <laughs> spread this content out because I get the feeling after I asked Big E if he would call Kevin Owens Big O Wangston in the New Day, the WWE might not let me back in the building. <laughs> so I need to space these out. So uh, Elias wins. There we go. Yeah. Let's talk about the big angle on this show. Natalia comes out, doesn't say much of anything. Who cares? Sasha Banks is back, Alex. Yep. And and when she came out, I'm like, she looks off. What's going on here? What's This yep. is weird. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, she kicked the living shit out of Natalia, pulled off her uh, purple wig, had blue hair. Uh, there are some people who won't care. The Sasha stands will care, Alex. Yes. Uh, believe me. Uh, yep. I am I am an ally of the Sasha Stan army. I, I don't want no smoke with them. <laughs> but they care. You better yeah. damn well believe there's going to be a lot of wrestling fans with blue hair this week. Yes. Um, uh, when I heard the music, I was so happy to see her back. Um she comes down to the ring, and I'm like, "This is, this is not, this is not what, this is not what, what they're showing us for, <laughs> as she's walking to the ring. That ain't what we're gonna get. I can tell you, um, because she comes up and she gives Natty a big hug. She points to the sky and she says, "He is so proud of you. You can read her lips. It's very obvious that she. They're talking about her dad who died. Uh, Natty's dad, Jim the Anvil, Nightheart yeah. dad, one year ago today, and she he was proud of of her even in defeat last night. Blah blah blah." And then she's like, oh, give me a mic. I'm going to walk away. Turns around, slugs her, uh, then attacks the shoulder and the arm and um, just beats the brakes off of Natty. And I was like, this is not – I'm watching this thing going, if I remember full heel Sasha Banks correctly, Sasha's quarrel is not with Natty. Sasha is just trying to get another possible contender out of the way because Natty did say – Hey Becky, when I'm healed up, I'm not done with you. I want another shot at it. And so and so Sasha says, "Well, no. You're not going to be healed up for a while cuz I'm going to break your arm off and beat you to death mm-hmm. with it." Um because what she wants she wants what Becky what Becky's got. Also, Becky's been talking smack about her on Twitter and that's a no-no in Sasha's book. Um full heel like NXT heel Sasha Banks. It's something we have not seen in a while, like really, really like biting and dirty 
and I will try and hurt you. Like that is that's something like that's that's one of the best acts on WWE's roster. Like they and the fact that they seem to be really leading into that. Oh boy, I am all here for this version of Sasha Banks. I'm so glad she didn't come back all neutered and like safe. Like this is the Sasha Banks we should have been getting from day one all the way through. She's back and I'm stoked. Yeah, uh, Becky Lynch comes out, gets whooped up with a chair. And Becky Lynch has not often gotten to like this. Becky Lynch is very, very protected and rightfully so. Yes. Uh, Becky Lynch got some good reactions in Canada last night. So uh, this this is a big deal. And Sasha Banks being here is a big deal. And this is a reinvigoration that the division needed because, hey— Natalia was a phenomenal stopgap and worked great sure, last night. Sure, yes, worked it was... great last night, and I hope it leads to something for her. But yeah. Sasha yeah. is what Becky needed. This yes. is a feud of the year possibility. Yes, yes. Alex. Yes, one hundred percent. Becky's proven beyond the shadow of a doubt she could really, really, really go on the mic. And Sasha is can especially when she's really leading into that heel stuff. She can she can go too. Uh, and these these two are are, you know, two of the best that we have in the ring as well. Um, I'm so excited to see where this feud goes. I had people tweeting me like, why would why would Becky come run out and 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 save Natty? Again, it's the Samoa Joe thing. Like, uh, I don't like you. Uh, I want to beat I want to beat you in the match, but I don't like you're like uh, especially with this thing because even though they they talked about it, they were friends once. Yeah, I, I don't think that that Becky wanted to see Sasha murder her old friend uh, in the ring. Like that was that's a thing that that she came out to stop. Um, and also, I think a lot of it is like Becky knows that Sasha's here for her belt, and she wants to come out and put a stop to it right now. I mean, I, I'm 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 I was totally fine with how all this played out. I'm very excited for this Becky versus uh, Sasha Banks feud, and. Also, pretty excited that they're that. Well, we'll see what they do now because again, SmackDown people can be on Raw and Raw people can be on SmackDown. But the fact that they're keeping Sasha and Bailey separate for now is a good thing too. Because when that comes back around, that's going to be really good too. So, um, last time they've had a one-on-one match on TV, March two thousand sixteen. Wow! Now they've had about. On, on WWE main roster TV, they've had about eight matches. They had, of course, the match at TakeOver Unstoppable as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had one way back in 2014 on NXT TV. Becky Lynch has never beaten Sasha Banks in a singles match. This ever. is good stuff. So here's the thing. That's... Here's the thing. These matches were not quick usually on Raw. We're talking 15 minutes, 11 or 12 minutes, 10 minutes. There was one that was about four minutes. But how about this? Their last four matches, Alex, as Becky Lynch got got better and got more used to thing, things. A no contest, a no contest, a double pin, and a 13-minute no contest. Ooh. Those were the last four times. So uh, Becky, outside of a couple house shows, has not beaten Sasha Banks. And uh, that's a story to be told. Hot yep. dog. Hot yeah. dog. Yeah. Um, Wildboy87, thank you for the super chat, says, what needs to happen for you to continue interviewing WWE stars? So, I don't know. I was surprised. I was approved for this stuff. I wondered if it was because we have a studio in Toronto and maybe we were considered local media because mm. there were not other wrestling reporters there. I don't know if any were invited. Uh, Sam Roberts was there. Uh, the guys from Gorilla Position were there. And then there was a just a plethora of local and national media in Toronto there. So, uh, my hope is that if I keep reaching out and I keep doing good stuff and you don't, I'm not going to say don't rock the boat because I'm not going to change the way I review stuff. I'm not going to change the way I report news. That is non-negotiable. That is, if, if I got to choose fair, objective reviews and the type of stuff I've always reported or WWE interviews, WWE interviews are going to go. Sorry. That's being a reporter is my job first. Being an interviewer is my, my job well after that. Uh, but I'm going to see what I can do if you all retweet the articles, you like the articles, you thumbs them up, you uh, tag WWE in them, anything like that. 
They'll see, they'll know that I'm doing good work. They'll know that you all care about it. They'll know that uh, the talent that I'm speaking to are promoting their brand appropriately. And they'll give us some stuff. Kurosami1997 says, Becky needs to be full the man for this to be good. Uh, I agree. They got to get real in these promos. Uh, Rob Wilkins says, have you noticed I'm a Rusev stan yet? Yes, I sure have, buddy. (laughs) I sure have, my friend. Um, Viking Raiders crush the jobbers. Hey, that's Sebastian Suave. Good for him. Yeah, this, okay, again, please, for the love of God, I'm begging you, stop making the War Raiders eat small men. I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. I'm like, my God, Alex, not live on the post show. I know. Um, the, the, uh, somebody tweeted this at me. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I, I forgot. I want to give you credit. Um, uh, maybe they do this thing where they're like, we want real competition. We've destroyed everybody. And the guys who show up to take, to take the, uh, challenge are AOP. Like, like, give me some, give me a, ta- a tag Haas battle. Like, I, I don't mean they're not AOP's doing nothing. Like at least at least they they broke up uh, sanity and sent one over to Europe and one's back in back in NXT and feuding with uh, Matt Riddle like AOP ain't doing nothing like absolutely that's a, that's a great thing it's it's better than they're actually going to have the gall in their little promo uh, the Viking Raiders to say we've beaten former champions okay slow down kids you you beat Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins okay like we don't we don't count them. They, they they didn't have a successful defense, I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Nikki and Alexa did have a successful defense, and there ain't no reason for Nikki to doubt Alexa at this point. No, and no. Alexa's delivered on everything, and you know, Alex, this may come as a surprise, but I, I interviewed Alexa Bliss this week. Did you really? I did, and I talked to her about this, and I mean, I, I thought it was really good. I thought, I think that the story is... It's nice to have wrinkles in a character. Yep. And even though Alexa has shown us all this other stuff, she said, like, the way that she put it, kind of in character, kind of as a shoot, she said, um, Nikki and I decided to let our past be our past, and she doesn't worry about what happened with Nia Jax or anybody else. She worries about what happens with myself and her. I like that approach to these characters. They mm-hmm. ha- It's... You hear it all the time. Well, they've never done anything to me, so I don't have a reason to dislike them. Right. That's what we have here. Oscar uh, has some great kicks, does a great handicap, clothesline, bulldog. Seeing Kyrie do the Alabama slam on Nikki is impressive. This was a nice yep. little match. I don't like to say a little match, but it was very short. And I'm okay with it. I'm okay with a quick win where Oscar kicks the post on accident, the insane elbow gets the pin broken up. Uh, Alexa and Nikki working great as a team, we see. And I mean really good tag wrestling. Really good, yeah. The Purge and Twisted Bliss wins it. A cameraman got wiped out. That was funny. I uh, hope he's okay, though, because usually those accidents result in injury because those cameras are heavy. So I uh, hope that fellow's okay. I like this. I like the tag team division getting a little bit of footing underneath it. And we've had more tag team title matches over the last few weeks than we did for months, and I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, um, uh, I, I mean, Fire and Desire still has a, a claim to, uh, to to getting a, a title shot as Interviewed well. Um, this the, week, uh, that's good. I'm glad. <laughs> um, uh, I uh, I think that, that there's um there's a great uh, opportunity now that they have Alexa Bliss, who is one of their most marketable women. Um, uh, people know her. She's a f- former singles champion, multiple former singles champion. People, they're, they're, they want to use her to, to sell merch and stuff. Giving them the belts is, is good for the entire tag women's division. Um, and they can easily have more matches versus uh, Kyrie and Asuka. Uh, you're right. It was kind of a fluke with, with Asuka kicking the post, which looked great. Uh, Kyrie did some great stuff. That flying crossbody off the top rope, all the way to the floor on, on cross. She hit the insane elbow, but it was broken up. This, this was a good match. It was short, you're right, but it was good. And the the, the future of um, the women's tag division can only go up from having um, uh, champions who, honestly, I really thought that you could have done a lot more than you actually did with the Iconics, but they never defended the belts on a pay-per-view. 
Yeah. And now they've actually been given to somebody and they're letting them actually run with it. That's fine. I thought that the Iconics did, did well in their, uh, their uh, rematch kind of thing uh, from last night in the pre-show. There's, there are enough women in this to, to make a real tag division and actually have matches that actually mean something. Do that. People ask, where is Paige, though? Uh, I, I don't know what the situation with Paige will be moving forward. I'll try to find out, but it's very she, her neck is still messed up, very messed up, unfortunately. Uh, Alex, we're, we're going to go a little over time here, but I do want your thoughts on some things. It didn't come across as well on TV, but Toronto lost its shit when yeah. Edge hit that spear last night. Yeah. Did you also lose your shit? Well, I I don't know about losing my shit, but I was like, uh, how? When, when when was the last time he did anything like that? Like, does Never. that not since like, his retirement? I mean, like, yeah, that's I'm saying. Like, was it the night before he retired? Yeah. Like, like that's crazy. Like, I'm, I'm I was so happy for him that he got a chance to do that, even if it's one last time in front of his hometown fans and that's it. But that was, that was, I was so unexpected. Yeah. And I, I was, I was very happy for him. Yeah. As mentioned, uh, Paige does have a neck injury. I said that. I don't know how that will affect her with the Kabuki warriors though. I don't know if they'll have her continue to do these videos, which are just fine. I think, uh, you don't have to dance around it. Say Paige is hurt, but she wanted to, to kind of let you know how the Kabuki Warriors are feeling and how they're dealing with things, because quite frankly, they don't speak the best English. You don't got to play dumb about it. Hey, just say it. Seth Rollins defeated AJ Styles via DQ. Another cool move, a back suplex where Rollins lands on his chest, his face, mm-hmm. kind of yeah. on the outside, but this ends in a DQ. There, there's really not much to talk about until the end where we're going to get... Uh, to Julian's question about who is there for Seth Rollins. Well, Ricochet comes out, and it ain't him right now. Not after he just lost to AJ. But who it is, Alex? Mm-hmm. Our boy Braun. Yep. Makes the save, grabs the Universal title, and hands it to Rollins after the match. I think a little break from Braun isn't the worst thing that could have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, he needs to be kept top tier from now on because I think that Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman, as is... Let yeah. the fans decide. Just yes. let them be. Let them be and test it. Test yep. the method that AEW's going, man. They're they're yeah. not making hard and fast heels and faces, so to speak. <clears throat> yeah. Just let let's see how it works, and I think they could have a hell of a match. Oh, absolutely, they could have a hell of a match. I mean, Braun can really uh, go with with guys who are smaller than him. Like he 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 actually can 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 work a, a different style than just you know hoss battle. Um, I, I did love this because um, Braun has been absent from Raw for a while. Like the last time he did anything in the ring was the Raw reunion where he tossed that little jobber all over the place. Yeah. And then the next week he was just there being angry at Maria Kanellis for holding the 24-7 title, you know, where she was taunting him with it. And that was it. And then he's been absent. So he wasn't even apparently at the arena when when uh, Seth Rollins was getting thrown all over the place by Brock Lesnar. Maybe that was the friend that would have saved Seth from Brock had he been there, but he was, like, sent home after he was really angry at a pregnant lady. I don't know. Maybe that was it. But um, the fact that now we actually see that Seth does have friends if the people who are beating him up are not Brock Lesnar. Um, but I, I was actually kind of cool to be, like, um, that they didn't have him like attack Seth, just like say, Hey, you're the champ. And I respect that. But guess what? I want that belt too. Is a, is a perfectly fine thing to do. And you never, ever see that with guys of bronze size. It's always, I'm going to bully you or smash you all over the place. But like a respect feud between Seth Rollins and, and, uh, and Braun that like gets a little bit more testy than it, as it goes on. That's, Totally fine with that. I, I like it. I like it starting from this place and moving somewhere else. Um, but yeah, there, there's definitely some place they can go with with Seth Rollins for now. Guys, you have some stuff to look forward to on Fightful this week. Listen, your boy Wednesday back to the old Kentucky uh, Canada show here. No, no more in Toronto at least for a little while. 
SmackDown Live tomorrow night. We're coming at you with a post show tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern. Here on this channel, I'm starting to go live with MMA shows on this channel again. Uploading them later to our MMA channel, youtube.com slash FightfulMMABoxing. Uh, myself and Showdown Joe, he will cover UFC Uruguay as I haven't got to watch it yet. And we will preview UFC 241. That's a big one. Daniel Cormier, Stipe Miocic. Uh, this this has pro wrestling implications. If Daniel Cormier loses, we could very well see him making a move to pro wrestling either in a broadcast capacity or in the ring. Who knows? Uh, his buddy Cain Velasquez did. Also, Nate Diaz and Showtime Pettis. We're going to preview that show. We're going to give you betting odds. But this week on Fightful Select, how about this? The Backstage Report podcast. You get the Fightful Wrestling Weekly Early, which has a lot of WWE news. Mr. Warren Hayes does the best NXT 205 Live UK review there is. You have Steven Jensen's Weekender. I'm coming at you with a Q&A podcast. And, of course, a bunch of other goodies. But, hey, leave a thumbs up if we get to 300 on this show. I will uh, make that uh, retro review for the Fightful or the uh, SmackDown pilot from 1999 a uh, preview show. I'll probably release that in September if we do it. You can follow Alex at Palowski the 4th. You can follow myself at Sean Ross Sapp. You can follow us at Fightful and at Fightful Wrestle. I'm done with the damn plugs, man. We're out of here. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.